let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the air from uh, 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, John and Ken on demand. It's the podcast. Same as the show. Whatever you missed, you can pick up then. All right. We're going to talk now with uh, Corbin Carson. KFI News. You remember that uh, some weeks back they instituted zero bail in Los Angeles uh, just to make things safer. Um, Samantha Jessner is the presiding judge in the L.A. County Superior Court. Uh, she's in charge of this policy. Uh, she held a, a virtual news conference with uh, some other court officials to explain mm -hmm. what's been going on with zero bail. Corbin, tell You're us. Kind of the yeah, the big takeaway is they looked at the the first three weeks of how this system is working, and their determination is it's exactly working exactly the way it was intended. And uh, most notably, the report uh, the court says found less than three percent of people who were who had been booked on suspicion of a crime were subs uh, subs subsequently rearrested and booked again during that first three weeks of this pre-arraignment release protocols program or PARP system. And uh, here is Samantha, uh, pr presiding judge Samantha Jessner, explaining how this thing went. Based upon widely circulating misinformation, we are taking this opportunity today to address these inaccurate and false statements and will continue to do so. First, the idea that law enforcement is hamstrung by the PARPs and forced to catch and release individuals is false. 
The truth is nothing in the parks prevents law enforcement from booking individuals at their own discretion. The law has provided law enforcement with this tool for decades. Similarly, the practice of law enforcement citing and releasing arrestees, they evaluate as low risk. So basically what she's saying, the new system is working exactly the way it was intended, that the vast majority of those determined by a magistrate to be a significant risk were held. And and, and really one of the other big takeaways is that they're saying only about 30 percent of that 5000 cases were affected in any way. Um, oh, I expected nothing less. I didn't think they were going to hold a press conference and, to, and say this is a disaster, right? The thing about this is, and I don't know if this ever gets addressed, there, there was a story, I wanted to get to it, uh, about the Alameda County DA. And she had her car busted into, all the windows were smashed up in the Oakland area, laptop stolen. And she's now complaining that she called the police and waited for an hour. Nobody showed up. And then they told her to uh, to uh, report the crime online. And a lot of people talk about that. And often they don't bother. So there's no accurate way to use crime statistics or their records to indicate the effect that these uh, zero bail laws are having on our life. Because they, the police don't even show up anymore to document the crimes. And so people stop. I mean, store owners do that all the time. So I, did anybody bring that up at the press conference? So one of the things that was talked about often was how much power police have as to whether or not police still have as to whether or not they're able to catch and release people. So if you get a crime like that, why cops wouldn't be showing up, um, at least according to the court, they're saying that this is entirely still within the police uh, officer's discretion. If they don't want to collect uh, catch and release someone, they don't have to. Uh, here's another interesting um, um, uh, thought from from the from the court people exactly how the system is working the notion that law enforcement has no authority to elevate offenses to be reviewed by a magistrate judge is false the truth is the parps include a process called bail deviation in which law enforcement may request review by a magistrate judge if they have facts that would suggest the individual is an enhanced risk to public or victim safety or will not show up to court. This process existed under the old bail system, though it was rarely used. And it continues to exist in the new system. So basically saying that, go ahead. No, you, they, you've played two clips where they're right. saying, well, nothing's really changed. Well, if nothing's really changed, then why did they change it? Why was it so ballyhooed about this great change? See, I, 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 there's, there's propaganda here. This isn't adding up. They held a press conference to talk about the changes since they implemented the policy. Oh, there is, really isn't changes. You know, we've had these policies all along. Basically, there's, their, their argument is that the cash uh, being the only way you're being served justice is, is what they're trying to change. In that, in a nonviolent offense, a person that is being picked up and then put into a bail system is unfair for a person who just happens to have money and then they can get out for the same crime with no risk well, being assessed. That, you look, you, you could come up with a bail system that adjusts for people's incomes. And the truth is, is that wealthy people aren't knocking over liquor stores and 7-Elevens. Right. So, uh, you know, that, that's one of those red herrings. That's an irrelevancy. 
right? Yeah. W- w- wealthy people commit wealthy people crimes. They steal in their own unique ways. But m- most of the people who are stealing from a 7-Eleven or they're, or they're uh, st- uh, going crazy filling up shopping carts at a Target, well, of course they don't have money. <laughs> this is their job. This is their profession. They're not doing this because they're desperately poor. They're doing this because it's a good living. You, right. see, you know, you give it over to a fence, and the fence pays you the money, and then they resell the goods, and everybody does well. Right. I, I mean, I find them, and 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 her. By the way, she's, Samantha Jessner. How do you say her name? Jessner. Jessner. That's yeah. a pretty smug attitude she had addressing everyone. It's like, well, there's a lot of misinformation going around, and I'm going to set the record straight. I flat out don't trust any of these people or believe right. any of these people. Well, you don't have to agree with me. I'm just going off. No, no, no. I understand but, uh, what you're saying. And, and, and another, I just want to point back to that that uh, that law enforcement power part because here was a small part that would be interesting to any other law enforcement that are out there because that was one uh, buried detail that they were saying they wanted to get the message out there that there is this other tool that law enforcement can have. It's They're saying it's a one-minute call that they can call and ask a magistrate judge to say, hey, this person that falls under their catch-and-release criteria is 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 a risk and i'd like them to have their situation looked at and and they also said that police have the power to book people however they would like and then it becomes up to prosecutors to to then in, in ask for what type of bail system they would like i hear you're just reporting what they're telling you right but what i'm what i would say to them if i could get a hold of them is then explain <laughs> to me why even the calif uh, even the uh uh, Alameda County District Attorney Pamela Price couldn't get a cop to show up and she could report about her car being busted in and her laptop stolen. Because I think the police are under pressure not even to show, let alone to make a call to a magistrate. They know what the score is. They get plenty of pressure, and a lot of, a lot of it is unwritten pressure, to, like, don't make waves. I, mean, I imagine if, if a cop suddenly tripled or quadrupled the number of magistrate calls that he made, what would happen to him? What kind of discipline? He'd get a bad phone call. He'd get a bad email the next day. So well, th- this, to, to put a number to that, to put a number to that, only 130, around 135 uh, out of that 5,000 cases did someone, did a, did a law enforcement <laughs> officer call to ask for that extra, extra review. 130 out of 5,000. Yep. See, that's why I flat out don't believe her, and I don't believe any of the people that you probably had to endure today. I just <laughs> flat out don't believe it. We might as well have gone to Moscow for the press conference. <laughs> All right, Corbin. Thanks very much. Good work. Thank well, you. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I don't hold you responsible. Uh, <laughs> All right. When we come back, I'll talk more about Pamela Price, the Alameda County District Attorney. Okay, this is the real world. This is not uh, Samantha Jessner's world of propaganda with their fake statistics and their 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 irrelevancies, their red herrings, their dodges. That's next, coming up on the John and Ken Show. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Let's go back to Corbin Carson's report from the last segment. Uh, Virtual news conference by Samantha Jessner, the presiding judge of the L.A. County Superior Court. The zero bail system is her baby. And she came out and very arrogantly and smugly said despite all the critics and the misinformation, the false information, that uh, there's only a 3% arrest rate among those who were uh, given zero bail. And my first question is, well, 
considering that thieves have carte blanche these days between the uh, local police departments. I mean, Michael Moore is not interested in enforcing the law anymore as L.A. County Chief, uh, L.A. PD Chief. Gascon is not interested in prosecuting. So Anthony Jester is not interested in bail. How could you possibly account for the number of crimes that are going on? And I'll give you a perfect example, and you'll see how this all fits together. Up in Alameda County, they've got a DA who's nuttier than Gascon. Pamela Price. She has seen a lot of prosecutors quit on her. She's only been there 11 months. She, she had her laptop stolen from a county vehicle parked outside the Alameda County Family Justice Center. Now, there's so much irony in this story, you're going to choke. First of all, Price had a bodyguard. Okay? So the woman who lets criminals out for a living without punishment has a bodyguard. The bodyguard's job is to park the $90,000 taxpayer-paid SUV while she attends a domestic violence event at the center. So she's not even prosecuting anybody. She's doing one of those PR photo ops to show her support. $90,000 SUV drops her off. She goes inside. And I guess, well, the bodyguard's in charge of protecting her body, not the car. Because when she came back to the vehicle, windows were smashed. Items stolen, including her work laptop. The police were called. They did not show up. She waited. Get this, the Alameda County DA. And this is where Oakland is. She waited for an hour. Fuming. Police not showing up. Huh. Well, why should they show up? It's not like Price would prosecute the guy who's stole her laptop and smashed her car, right? Oh, excuse me, not her car. The $90,000 taxpayer-paid SUV. She waits at the, at the scene for an hour before giving up and reporting the incident online. That's according to a source in the Oakland Police Department. So you're supposed to... Now you, so your car gets smashed... You have your uh, laptop stolen. Cops don't show. You report it online. They're never going to find the guy. So how does somebody like Samantha Jessner know this is not a no-bail criminal? So when she trots out, when Jessner trots out her fake statistics about the rearrest rate, <coughs> well, the Oakland police are not rearresting many people because they don't even show up anymore for crimes. Not even if you're the Oakland County, the Alameda County district attorney. Even she doesn't get a cop showing up. Well, you think any of us are going to get a cop showing up if the DA can't? So, of course, they're not going to find too many of the zero bail criminals getting rearrested. And like Corbin said, the cops have only called a hundred some odd times out of 5,000 crimes, called a magistrate to try to get real bail. 
the cops know what to do and what not to do. This is all a scam. Uh, Pamela Price is a graduate of Yale and Berkeley's Bolts Law School. Ah, Aaron Sheraminsky's Law School, where he's dean, where he's uh, in a state of shock over all the uh, diversity insanity going on. She won in November, last November, with 53% of the vote. She had promised to disrupt Alameda County's prosecution conventions. They're the, the normal way of doing business. Well, now she got a bit disrupted, didn't she? But again, it's her taxpayer-paid car. Uh, she had promised, she had written a memo to bring back balance to sentencing and reduce recidivism. See, I... That is such insanity. If you if you reduce sentencing, you're going to get more recidivism. If you don't, if you release them on, on zero bail, you're going to get more crimes. But the key here is the police aren't allowed to show up at the crimes anymore. And a lot of people then won't bother to go online. And so the crime is not recorded and they're not going to catch the guy anyway. So there's no rearrest. There's no recidivism anymore. So in other words, there are no bail policies work. See? Their low sentencing policy works. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but again, hey, the public votes for these people, right? She got 53% of the vote. It's like Gascon. I think he got like 56% of the vote. Well, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get your car bashed in and your laptop stolen. And you're going to call the police and they won't show up. And you'll be forced to fill out the report online and nobody will read it. And they'll never catch the guy anyway. And then there's no recidivism. There's no rearrest statistic. Perfect circle. Mission accomplished. They won. More coming up. John and Ken. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio, one till four and then after for John and Ken On Demand. It's a podcast. Hey there, Deborah. Hey there, John. How's the vacation? It was awesome. It was? Yeah, it was. It was really nice. I had I had a really good time. I went to places I've never been, and I was fortunate enough to see the beautiful fall leaves on the East Coast, all the different if People colors. don't know she was supposed to go to Israel and Egypt yeah, and Jordan. Whoops. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, that didn't happen. So we pivoted last minute since I had the two weeks off, and we... Did a totally different vacation. Also went to uh, Canada, and that was really cool. I've never been to Toronto or Montreal or Quebec City. So those were really fun places as well. How much of you, was, uh, as you were traveling, was disappointed and how much relieved that you didn't book the trip uh, a week earlier? <sighs> yeah, you could have still, still been there in, know, a, uh, in a bunker somewhere. I know. And it's, can you imagine if they found out that I was a, uh, a journalist too, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? I mean, I, I would, I would be a hostage and I don't, sorry, John, I don't think I would have been able to call into the show. I think they would have returned you in about a half an hour. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they'd probably tell me to shut up. I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've been told that before that I talk too much. So uh, maybe <laughs> that's my I, I secret think, weapon. <laughs> I think the other hostages would ask you to leave. I would gladly say, sure, send me home. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that, that, that could be a way out if, uh, if something bad ever happens. I mean, you know, the thing is, obviously, I, I don't know when I'm ever going to go to Israel, when it's really going to be safe to go to that area again. I don't know. It could go on. These things can go on forever. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, better better you're in Montreal. Yeah, I think so. At least, uh, yeah. Right, right now, it was a it was a better trip. It was a better trip in terms more of peaceful. safety. Yeah, it was a little you, more you peaceful. Run, yeah. You didn't run across any terrorists or landmines or no invasions. I, no, it, it, no, it was nice. Yeah, although I I have to say I watched the news every single night, so I was I was up to date. I couldn't believe all the things that happened when I was I gone. Oh my god, it was crazy. Did you see any protests yeah. wherever you were at? None. Oh okay. No, not they not don't, a single one. Nobody gets mad up in Canada. No. <laughs> well, no, they take, they take got... after the French. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if somebody invades, you just surrender. It's like, hey, come on in, <laughs> take over. Here you go. Can we make you something? All right. Now, um, 
I can't believe this story. This is in the Washington Times. It actually drove me nuts. And we have, you know, the station has an account for most publications, so we can go online and company pays so we have access because everybody charges now right all the newspapers and magazines charge um this one i the washington times i guess uh we, we don't have an account and i kept running into a paywall and it was making me nuts and because of this headline federal office buildings are 80 percent vacant government audit fines do you believe this well yeah Finally, look at look at our place i was about to say the same thing <laughs> Yes, <laughs> except we're paying for these eighty percent vacant buildings. Um, uh, the agriculture department, on any given day, ninety percent of it sits empty. It's uh, in, a, in a town between Washington and Virginia. Well, it's right at the gateway between the two. The Government Accountability Office, the GAO, you may have heard of them, surveyed two dozen federal agencies and found they averaged roughly eighty percent vacancy rate. Not a single agency topped 50%. Excess space has been a longstanding challenge. But after the lockdown, the employees demanded uh, that they can stay home. So the government, like iHeart, is paying for massive square footage it doesn't need anymore. Uh, according to the acting director of the GAO, federal agencies operated under a maximum telework posture. Boy, that's a complicated way to say people are working from home. <laughs> Maximum telework posture? Yeah. Uh, as the county emerges from the pandemic, uh, federal government has a unique opportunity to reconsider how much office space it needs. <laughs> but where, 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 who are you going to give it to? Because private companies have empty office space now. We probably only need a fraction of the office buildings we have in this country. Except the uh, except the differences we're paying for the the federal ones, like I said. So the bottom the they looked at twenty four agencies. Here are the agencies averaging nine percent of capacity: Department of Agriculture, Social Security Administration, Office of Personnel Management. They're not managing much. Small Business Administration, Department of Housing and Urban Development, and the General Services Administration, which is the landlord for the government. Then the next tier, averaging a 16% use rate, Department of Education, Department of Transportation, Veteran Affairs, EPA, NASA, National Science Foundation. None of the agencies top 50%. Six agencies average 36%. Commerce Department, Justice, State Department, Treasury, Homeland Security. Boy, they don't even show up at Homeland Security. Two-thirds of Homeland Security employees don't even come to work anymore. How about this? The Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Two-thirds don't show up there either. <laughs> so we've got a $2 trillion deficit. And 80% of the buildings are empty. Are people uh, they, ever going to come back? I mean, seriously. Can you imagine we get rid of all this space, right? So we, we have smaller office space because so many people are working from home. And then employers say, you know what? This is not working. 
everybody needs I, to come back. I don't think any place works well if most people are working from home. It just doesn't. And it's a lot of subtle stuff. Everything takes too long because there's nobody around to have a conversation with Very or make true. a decision. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, most of the employers don't have the guts to say, show up or you're fired. All the employees think there are unlimited jobs out there. It's like, you know what? Let's see. I, oh, I, I, I wouldn't want to hire people who don't show up for work. Right, because you're, I, I just, you're, doubting, you're, you're, you're doubting how much they, they really care. I don't think they have what it takes. If you constantly want to stay home, then you, you don't you don't really have the drive that I would want if I were running a business. If I were running a business, I'd want people to have a lot of drive. And if you don't have the there's nothing there's nothing that makes me nuttier than people who don't have drive, than people who just like are always sitting back. They don't take initiative. They don't have the energy. They don't have you know a, a desire to accomplish stuff. People without those qualities drive me nuts. I, I can't work with them. I can't even look at them. I don't want to talk to them. You have a whole company like that? I couldn't do this. Cena, you, like, you're nuts. You have a lot of drive. I know. I know. I know. That's, that's why much. you like me. I know. I know. I, well, no. We, we, can, we bond over that. I know we do. Eric's the same way. Yep. We're filled with drive and energy here. That's why uh, we're all so successful. <laughs> well, that's how you get there. You These people, they don't know what they're doing. You're, you're 28 now, and if you don't have the drive, you're going to be bitching and moaning at 48 how uh, you're not making money, how you never advanced very far. I started you know, working how, when I was 14. Yeah, me too. Well, I started working when I was 12. Honestly, I did. Doing what, what I was you work, My uncle had a shoe store in downtown yeah. Los Angeles. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 till 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John and Ken On Demand. Uh, the podcast. Okay. I'm going to play you this clip. clip. The funniest thing is the, f the photo and the video, but this is, this, is, this is pretty good. His name is Alex Rosen. He was in Texas to see Hillary Clinton campaigning in f for a candidate, uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, who's running for mayor in Houston. So this guy shows up, and he's a fat guy. And I know this because I've seen photos, videos of him being dragged out, and uh, as they were carrying him away, they pulled up his T-shirt. And that is a huge belly there. That is a big mound of fat that he had that was uh, shaking and blubbering around while they carried him out. Uh, it was not a dignified exit. But here's uh, the clip of him uh, yelling at Hillary. Then you want somebody who's going to get up every day. Hey, Hillary, why's your husband in the FBI 26 times? She loved her, Janet. So they grab him. Shirt rolls up. Exposing his uh, belly mound, and they 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 take him out. Um, now, if you didn't hear it, maybe play the clip again because this is an excellent question. 
Could you could you play the beginning of it again? Then you want somebody who's going to get up every day. Hey, Hillary, why'd your husband hit the FBI 26 times? All right. Hey, Hillary, why did your husband visit Epstein Island 26 times? That is an excellent question that's never been uh, explained, never been answered. 26 times. And this is from the flight logs. This is from uh, the manifest, right, where they have all the passengers listed. 26 trips to Epstein Island. What are the odds Bill Clinton didn't partake in uh, what Epstein was serving there? And... This is what's bizarre about human beings. I'm sitting in the audience. I'd say, yeah, that's right. What was he doing there 26 times? Instead, this whole crowd starts booing him. Well, he wasn't uh, cavorting with girls like Epstein was, who was sharing them with his friends. And we're talking Bill Clinton here, right? And Hillary probably does the answer. She didn't say anything, though. But instead, the crowd turns on. Turns on him. He's the bad guy, right? And then they start chanting for Sheila Jackson Lee, who is a complete nut. There was a story about her a week or two ago about how she berates and insults her staff, creating an uns unsafe space, mind you. But everything is nuts now. Everything. Um, this I enjoyed today. Because we were ahead of the curve on this, Ken and I. Totally unrelated. But I got a minute here. Uh, we've been telling you, ever since the law passed in California, banning gas-powered cars as of 2035, can't sell them. Still drive them for now. Can't sell them. Uh, that this was going to be a disaster and everybody was going to have to back away. Now, earnings reports came out for a lot of major corporations in the last few days, last week or so. A third quarter earning reports. And how it works is they release their earnings. <clears throat> Either they hit their target or they didn't. They explain why and they provide, uh, what's the term, guidance for the future, right? Every company tries to guide investors that the next quarter is going to be good or not so good. And that influences whether the stock is sold or, or bought. So the guidance um, from the car companies is uh, most people are not buying electric vehicles and they're not going to buy electric vehicles. People don't like them. Or people don't like what they've heard about them. Ford has said this just in the last week. General Motors, Mercedes, Tesla. They've all said sales are below expectations and they're going to stay below expectations. And the increase has kind of plateaued. It's still going up a bit, but the rate of increase is slowing down for obvious reasons, right? People are trying these, uh, these electric vehicles Word of mouth gets around. It's like, eh, this thing doesn't go that far. Uh, I can't find a charging station. Uh, boy, that's really expensive. And by the way, it would be even more expensive without the government subsidies. That's a whole nother scam, which I'll get to in a minute. But um, an economist, Steve Moore, went on Fox and said that he was on a, a business show 
this morning and said that how many you have to be pretty old to remember the Edsel. But back in the 1950s, Ford Motor Company had a car called the Edsel. It was named after Henry Ford's son. And as Stephen Moore said, this was going to be the great car. This is the car everybody's going to want to buy. Ford made 500,000 of these new sedans. But guess what? Nobody bothered to ask consumers whether they wanted the car. The Edsel was one of the great flops of all times. And he says if these trends continue, we're going to see the EV market become the next big flop because car buyers don't want them. And just last week, Ford and GM said they're reevaluating their electric plans. There is a price war. People don't want to buy them. They're slashing prices. They can't build them because of supply chain problems. Uh, it's uh, Ford in the last quarter. Uh, posted a loss of $1.3 billion in its EV division. $1.3 billion. That was worse than the previous quarter. $1.08 billion. General Motors saw its quarterly profit reduced by $1.5 billion because of EV problems. And uh, what's going to happen next is the government is going to bail out these companies because the Biden administration is drunk on this EV mania. And they can't afford, they've invested so much to try to please their green energy fanatics that are uh, a big chunk of the party. They can't back out. So they're going to give Ford and GM, it is feared, these big bailouts because these companies can't, keep losing over a billion dollars every quarter. Not a year, every quarter. So it's all right, we'll give them a bailout. We'll give more subsidies so they can keep cutting the price and cutting the price. So now, remember, we're $2 trillion in debt. We're going to be spending billions and billions of dollars, all the car companies, so they could try to lower their prices enough so we'll buy one of the stupid things. Of course, I don't care if you gave me an EV for a dollar. The range still stinks. I'm still, I don't have the time to charge it on the road for two hours. I'm, I'm, I'm still not going to buy it. And it is not even <clears throat> an, an environmental positive. I read, I read just over the weekend, China has cornered 90% of the market on the minerals, the rare earth materials needed to build EVs, EV batteries. They have 90% of the market. So you know eventually they're going to screw us over. The thing's a bust right now. It's not going to work. People are not going to buy. And if they do buy, they're going to get stuck. And it's not going to help the environment. So this is a massive boondoggle, a disaster. It's only going to get worse. More coming up. Oh, yes, we will get into the many, many, many errors that the uh, police officials up in Maine made and the military officials up in Maine made that led to Robert Card going on this uh, killing spree, shooting 18 people to death. This is another one that should not have happened if the people we pay with our tax money had done just a minimally competent job.
That's all ahead. John and Ken show. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon. Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.